Okay, let's get it. It is Locked on LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST, and right here for the Locked on LSU podcast. It is Tuesday, April the 28th, 2020, and glad you're spending the next 20 minutes or so with us here on the Locked on LSU podcast. Another basketball tiger has declared for the NBA draft. We'll delve into that. Handful of LSU coaches, including Steve Ensminger and Will Wade, we're on the LSU 60 show on the LSU Sports Radio Network. We'll delve into some of what they said. And also, a bit of positive news about LSU and the possibility of football in Tiger Stadium this fall. I'll get to that as we start here. But I got to remind you as we start here, our show this week is brought to you by our friends over at Nyko Sports, the same fine people that brought us the commemorative national championship football have now done it again. They've got a commemorative Joe Burrow football. You can go to the website at nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com, nikosports.com. Trust me, if you're going to get a single piece of memorabilia to commemorate Joe Burrow's season and career at LSU, this is it. The balls are fully embossed. They're $99. It, it means it will not paint, peel. It's not going to chip. It's not going to fade. It's gorgeous. I have one from the 07 championship that Nyko Sports did. 13 years later, it's still gorgeous. Um, it's four panels. One panel's purple. The other three are white. It's got Burroughs NCAA records, his career highlights. It's got his stats for every single game from the 2019 season. And this is a limited edition football. Only 2020 were made, hence 2020. And there are two pictures of Burrow in his LSU uniform on the ball. Y'all, it's going to sell out. They all sell out. And the other great thing about Nyko Sports is for every ball they sell, they donate a portion to a charitable endeavor. For the Joe Burrow footballs, a portion of the proceeds for every sale will be donated to the Cox Communication Academic Center for Student-Athletes at LSU. So you get a great piece of memorabilia, and it's going to benefit the LSU uh, Cox Center for Student-Athletes. Again, NikoSports.com, N-I-K-C-O Sports.com. Make sure you mention the Locked on LSU podcast, or you can call 1-800-345-2868, 1-800-345-2868 for the Joe Burrow commemorative football from Nico Sports. That's N-I-K-C-O Sports.com. Speaking of Joe Burrow and LSU football, some news uh, on Monday that apparently LSU is inching closer to having a football season this fall, at least one of the dominoes appears to be falling that is necessary for this to happen. LSU's interim president on Monday, uh, Thomas Galligan, was meeting with the Baton Rouge Press Corps and said this about LSU's Baton Rouge campus and the possibility of it reopening in the fall. Are we going to be open in the fall? We are absolutely planning on being open in the fall. We need to get back to business, but we need to get back to business safely. So right now, yes, we are planning to be back in the fall. Will some large classes probably be online instead of in a big lecture hall? Probably. Will other classes, smaller classes, probably be in bigger rooms? Probably. Um, but we will do everything we can to get back to campus, to get back to school, and to do so safely. So this is relevant because essentially every athletic director, every coach, every administrator has all said the same thing, that 
ultimately the decisions about playing football this fall will fall at the feet of the university presidents. Well, the consensus from presidents is that you can't have athletics on campus if you don't have students on campus. You can't open the campus to fans and to student-athletes if the campus isn't open to students. So the first domino that needs to fall is for college campuses to be open to students. If college campuses are open to students, then theoretically you can have football as well and other fall sports. So we're, we're far from a, a finite resolution um, or a definite resolution, but this is the first domino that has to fall for the others to follow suit. And it's not just LSU. Over the last week, we've seen similar announcements from the University of Missouri, from Oklahoma State, from Oregon, from East Carolina. So from sea to shining sea, university presidents that are being asked are all echoing the same refrain. They plan to have their campuses open in the fall, and that is a fantastic thing when it, with respect to not only the progress our nation's making, but the possibility of there being college football this fall. Is it a delayed season? Is it a season that begins in October or you know later toward November, December? I, I don't know, and we'll find out those answers eventually in time. Maybe it's a football season that mirrors basketball season that straddles two semesters. I, I don't know what that answer is going to be, but what I do know is campuses have to be open for there to even be the possibility of having football this fall, and it looks like LSU and many other campuses are going to be open, and that's a very good thing. Okay, it is the Locked on LSU podcast, your team every day. You'll hear from LSU senior associate A.D. Verge Osbury, offensive coordinator Steve Ensminger, and head basketball coach Will Wade when we return. Locked on LSU, your team every day. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked on College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Rolling along here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked In LSU podcast. We appreciate you for being with us. Please subscribe to the podcast if you've not done so yet. As I mentioned, uh, LSU 60 is a weekly show put out by the LSU Sports Radio Network, and a handful of administrators and coaches were guests on the show on Monday evening. And among them, Senior Associate Athletic Director Verge Osbury, who, of course, for many years has been in charge of football scheduling. And amid the coronavirus shutdown, one thing Verge made clear is that schedules moving forward and scheduling moving forward is going to be different as a result of this shutdown. Uh, you know, when these type of things happen, this pandemic, I think it's going to change everything we do in the business a little bit. It's not going to be the same. We ain't going back to what we used to do. I think most of our buying guarantee games going on in the future could be more regional, uh, local teams around here. I think the travel is going to be less, especially with your other sports, because of, you know, traveling in and teams expenses and things of that nature but this thing here's gonna be a real financial crisis to a lot of us in higher education and sports it makes a lot of sense why would lsu pay to fly ucla in to play volleyball or softball when louisiana tech or ull or texas southern can hop on a bus and be in baton rouge and wouldn't have an overnight expense as well 
it makes sense, and I think that's how you're going to see a lot of athletic departments having to budget moving forward as they audit themselves financially. When you have a, a you know seven, eight-figure revenue loss, you have to find ways creatively to make up for that revenue loss, and if you can't generate revenue, then you have to cut expenses, and the key is finding ways to cut expenses without cutting people because everybody wants to make sure that we maintain jobs. So I salute Verge and the athletic department for doing what they have to do to be responsible in making up this financial gap and doing so while preserving jobs. Now, on the field, of course, we're all hoping that we get to see LSU football this fall and we'll get to see Miles Brennan, who is uh, slated to be LSU's starting quarterback when LSU takes the field for the season opener against Texas San Antonio whenever that may be. Steve Ensminger was a guest on LSU 60, and he talked about Miles Brennan. That's a blessing and a curse, you know, because sometimes you, you feel like you can stick that ball in there and you shouldn't, you know, and, and, and Miles has done that in the past. But I would tell you, the first three practices, and from watching him last year and really evaluating him, he's getting better. He's learning that, what he can and can't do, when to make the right decision. And quarterbacking is, is all about decision-making. And as long as he makes the right decision – there's no doubt in my mind he can make the throw. Ensminger also told Brett told Brennan, he related in this interview that he told Brennan, I don't need you to be Joe Burrow. I just need you to be the, the best Miles Brennan you can be. And if you're that, that's going to be plenty good enough. We'll start to get that answer certainly this fall or when LSU starts their season. Uh, but Ensminger did also acknowledge that because LSU lost so much talent from the national championship team that uh, they really did need those 15 spring practices. We, we need a spring, not just for Miles Brennan. We need a spring for our left tackle, our, our left guard, our center, our right guard, uh, Racing McMath, our running backs, our tight ends. Uh, we, we needed a spring. Uh, I was very pleased with the three days that we got put in. I was very pleased with the progression that Miles had made. One of those three practices, I, I, I felt like, and I complimented him on, hey, his composure in the pocket was really, really good. I, I felt like he got better from the year before. They're getting mental reps. I just think you have to be able to simulate it full speed for them to get better. He mentioned the mental reps. The NCAA right now is allowing eight hours per week for Zoom meetings between coaches and players so they can get some of those mental reps. As far as the physical reps, uh, on Monday, an NCAA football oversight committee formally suggested a six-week uh, six practice period before the season can begin. So, Theoretically, if you were looking at a September start to the college football season, you would have to have a mid-July uh, camp or some type of workout session uh, for a couple of weeks before you could begin fall camp in uh, the month of August. So mid-July is when you'd have to begin that uh, six-week period in order to have a, a, a Labor Day weekend kickoff of the college football season. All that remains to be seen. And again, this hasn't been voted upon, but it's just the recommendation from the NCAA Football Oversight Committee. Okay, it is the Locked on LSU podcast, your team every day. We'll knock out our final break, and when we come back, another LSU Tiger has declared for the NBA draft. We will discuss that and hear from Will Wade, Locked on LSU, your team every day. Wrapping up a Tuesday edition of the Locked on LSU podcast, your team every day. Glad you're hanging out with us here uh, we've talked plenty of football, but there is also some basketball news as sophomore ri rising junior guard, I should say, Javante Smart, has for the second time now declared for the NBA draft. Uh, the rule changed three years ago to where players could multiple times 
enter the NBA draft, go through the process so long as they do not hire an agent and withdraw from the draft and return to school. I've said multiple times that I think every prospect should take advantage of this. It's something that is a resource for them. It puts coaches in a pickle as they try to piece together a roster, but quite honestly, I don't care about that. Coaches make millions of dollars to figure out the roster, and they'll get that done if an 18, 19, 20-year-old has the opportunity to declare, to go through combine workouts, get information from uh, scouts, GMs, front office personnel in the NBA to make the best, most informed decision possible. I'm for that. So Javante Smart joins Darius Days and uh, Emmett Williams and Trendon Watford in declaring for the draft. The general feeling around the program is that Emmett Williams and Trendon Watford will remain in the draft and that Darius Days and Javante Smart will return. So nothing is uh, final until it is. Uh, So we will wait on all of those decisions. And this is obviously an an unusual year in that the combine is likely to be pushed back if it happens at all. And what does that mean for the NCAA deadline uh, to uh, declare if they're going to stay in the draft or return? I think it makes it even more cumbersome for some of these athletes that are trying to make that decision. But again, if it does all go, I think as LSU's planning, it will. Javante and Darius Days would return for their junior years. Emmett Williams and Trendon Watford would uh, remain in the NBA draft. And then LSU's adding an eight-member signing class, including a couple of transfers, which, of course, includes Sharif O'Neal, Shaquille's son, who started his career as a four-star at uh, UCLA, had an open-heart surgery, cost him his freshman season. He was medically cleared, uh, began his sophomore season before electing to leave UCLA, and is now signed with LSU. And here's Will Wade talking about how Sharif fits into the program. I mean, he's a tremendous offensive rebounder. He's not hes not his dad. You know, he's a pick and pop for, you know, think Darius Days. Don't think Shaq. I mean, that, you know, he's, he's going to be out there on the perimeter. He's going to crash the offensive glass. He's long. He's athletic. Um, but, you know, I told him, you fit what we do. You know, everybody knows we like to shoot threes and we like to go to the offensive glass. And so he really fits what we do. We're not a traditional just throw the ball in the post and sling it in the post and play inside out. And so you know, we told him that this fits who we are, you fit who we are, and we want you if your last name was Smith. If you're transferring from UCLA, if you're transferring from, you know, from University of Utah, you know, if your last name was Smith, you, your skill set fits what we do. Now, obviously, uh, Shaq was very, very excited that he's, that he's coming to LSU. He wanted him to come to LSU, and so he was, he was, uh, he was fired up. There is no question LSU has fixed the one massive a physical deficiency it had from this past season, and that's its length. And LSU will have plenty of it, size, length, including Sharif O'Neal, who's a 6'8 forward joining the LSU basketball program. And there's the the potential of adding one more uh, elite prospect in this class. And either way, Will Wade thinks that this cha- this team has a chance to be really special. But just in terms of depth and, and having having every base covered, we'd pretty much, if, if, if things break like we hope they break and, and, and think they're going to break, we'd, we'd have our, our deepest team and our best team and, and a chance to really compete at the, at the elite level uh, in college basketball, not just in the SEC. Even that year, a couple years ago, we were a very, very good SEC team. We won the SEC. We won a lot of close games. But, you know, we, we got exposed a little bit when we played Michigan State, some of those elite teams on a, on a, on a national stage. We were, we were exposed a little bit with some of our deficiencies. And I think we've 
been able to recalibrate. We're going to recalibrate this year and have much better systems in place uh, to go along with the with, with the talented newcomers and the and the veterans who are returning, who are very very talented, and very very good. So, I think I think we'll be much better equipped uh, to compete on an elite elite stage and an elite elite level than we were a couple years ago. The one other name to keep an eye on is Musa Cisse, a five-star big that could potentially join this class as well. And if he does, man, LSU is every bit in the mix to win the SEC and make a deep run in March. All right, y'all, before we get out of here, let me remind you again, Nyko Sports, they've got the Joe Burrow commemorative football. These uh, folks at Nyko Sports have been good friends of ours for a long time, as I mentioned, all the way back to the 07 title, the uh, very special 2011 season. Uh, that included a national championship game appearance, now winning this national championship in 2019, and now the Joe Burrow commemorative football. You can see this football at nikosports.com, N-I-K-C-O, sports.com. Please make sure you mention the Locked On LSU podcast. A portion of the proceeds from the sales of the ball are donated to the Cox Communication Academic Center for Student-Athletes out at LSU. You can see the ball, again, Four panels, one purple panel, three white panels, two pictures of LSU. It lists his individual stats from every single game in the 2019 season, all of the career highlights, all of the career accomplishments. This is the quintessential Joe Burrow piece of memorabilia. If you are going to buy one for yourself or for the LSU fan on your list or in your life, maybe for Father's Day, do not wait. They've only made 2,020 of these to commemorate 2020. So it's going to sell out. They all sell out. Don't wait. Nikosports.com, N-I-K-C-O, sports.com. Mention the Locked on LSU podcast, or you can call 1-800-345-2868, 1-800-345-2868. Again, the Joe Burrow commemorative football from Nico Sports. Okay, y'all, we're going to get out of here. Uh, please like the podcast, subscribe, pass it on, and until tomorrow, it is Locked on LSU. Tomorrow, it is Locked on LSU.